Maya Govanen, and happy Yuletide for all you hobbits and elf friends out there. I'm the Tolkien Geek, and this is the Tolkien Lore Channel's Guide to Gift-Giving for Tolkien Fans. Of course, as most of the really big Tolkien geeks will know, the Lord of the Rings universe happens in our world, but it's pre-history. So there's no Christmas, there's no Kwanzaa, there's no nothing, except in Hobbiton and the rest of the Shire, there is Yuletide. So it's a Yuletide for this video, and that's it. Now let's get to the gifts. First, let's get to books. Of course, there are tons and tons and tons of books out there by and about Tolkien and his works. And I can't possibly cover them all here, but I do want to hit some of the essentials and some of the other interesting things that I think would be good to put on a potential gift-giving list. Of course, any good Tolkien fan is already going to own some of these things, but maybe not in the same format that I'm going to suggest. So, for example, The Lord of the Rings. Most Tolkien fans probably already own that, but there are a couple of new or specialized editions that are worth looking into for the hyperfan who you might know. So, for example, there's the 50th anniversary edition of The Lord of the Rings, which is absolutely gorgeous. I own it. It's got gold leaf pages. It's got its own built-in red ribbon bookmark. It's got really large fold-out map. It's absolutely beautiful. Kind of pricey for a single volume Lord of the Rings, but it is really nice if you've got a true book lover who would really like a heirloom quality book to pass down to his kids or her kids for the Lord of the Rings. They've also recently released a pocket edition, use that term loosely, of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings in four volumes, and I'll link to that below as well. And that's pretty nice. It's new. It's all four of the main volumes that most people would be interested in. As far as other things to put in the essential library, there's also the Silmarillion and Unfinished Tales. And I consider these essentials, even if you're not a fan of the Silmarillion, and a lot of people who like Lord of the Rings don't like the Silmarillion because it is very different, but I think any Tolkien fan who really kind of wants to have a good reference to a lot of material that is mentioned in The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings wouldn't mind having the Silmarillion on hand just so you can get a feel for what are all these things being talked about. And The Unfinished Tales fills in a lot of gaps in the knowledge base of anybody who wants to just know more about what goes on and what went on in Middle-earth. There's a really nice box set that I have, and I think it's still available. If it is, I will link in the description uh, that includes The Silmarillion, The Unfinished Tales, and a couple other smaller books that has uh, the Farmer Giles of Ham, the uh, Smith of Wooden Major, and a few other things by Tolkien, which is a nice way to just kind of give a lot of different Tolkien books all at one time. So that's kind of the essentials. There's also a few other things. For younger readers on your list who may be even a little too young for The Hobbit, Tolkien did write some more child-oriented stuff in Rover Random and Mr. Bliss, and there's also the Father Christmas le letters if you really want to get very, very seasonal about it. So those are all good options. There's also lots of other options just as reference material. There's an Atlas of Middle-Earth book, which I have, and I'll link to that. There's a multiple different just general reference guides, uh, like the, the Guide to Middle-Earth. There's more than one, but the Guide to Middle-Earth is the one that's kind of the classic that's been around for a long time. I'll link to that as well. And there are just tons and tons of other books out there that you could go into. The only other two that I'll mention for now 
are the most recent release, which is the Baron and Luthien, released by Christopher Tolkien just earlier in 2017, which is when I'm releasing this video. And finally, I think if you're a fan of the Silmarillion type stuff, or if you think the person that you're giving a gift for might be interested in the Silmarillion, but you need to give them a nudge to jump into that, that broader world, the Children of Hurin, which was released a few years ago by Christopher Tolkien, is kind of a, a gap bridger there because it gives you a good novel type that's more like the Lord of the Rings, but also steeped in that Silmarillion mythology and edging slightly more towards the Silmarillion style. So you kind of bridge the gap between the novel of the Lord of the Rings and the more almost mythical history style of the Silmarillion. So those are the books that I would recommend. There are, of course, many, many others. The History of Middle-Earth series has a lot of interesting stuff, even if you're not interested in just the early versions of The Lord of the Rings and The Silmarillion. There's other material in some of those as well. So there's lots to explore, but that's all I'll do on the books for now. Now let's talk about Tolkien in other media. Other media, of course, we have to start with the movies. I can't really say I recommend the Peter Jackson Hobbit trilogy. But if you're a completionist, then go for it, I guess. Uh, and if you're a real completionist, go for the extended edition. If your fan that's on your list has The Lord of the Rings but doesn't have the extended edition, definitely get them the extended edition. There's a lot of extra material in there that really is quite good and adds a lot to the story. And if you really want to go way out, there is a six-movie set, which is... Ex Extremely expensive. I wouldn't buy it for myself, nor would I ask anybody to buy it for me. But if you have a big budget and you have a uh, person receiving a gift who has expensive taste and or just really likes the big stuff, that's one way you could go. Apart from that, I also think it's worth giving, if your fan has not seen it, the older animated Ralph Bakshi version of The Lord of the Rings Part 1. Not necessarily as much the... Uh, Return of the King that was done by Rankin and Bass, it's okay uh, if, if you're giving to someone a little more on the younger side, then that would be a little more appropriate, but for the older audience, then I would go with the Ralph Bakshi, which is also a little more true to the original story. Unfortunately, they only did part one, they never did part two, and then the Return of the King that was done by Rankin Bass didn't really cover any of the gaps, so you can't really fill it all in, but I think that Ralph Bakshi version is actually pretty well done considering it was animated done you know back in the 70s and was trying to cover half of the entire story in a relatively short movie it did a pretty good job in fact i'm going to try to find that myself one of these days i've seen it before but only rented it so i'm going to try to find it for myself if i can but that being said uh the hobbit by rankin and bass is actually pretty good it's fairly true to the hobbit it doesn't cover all the material it leaves out some things but generally speaking, I think the Hobbit, the animated Hobbit by Rankin Bass is better than, yes, better than the Peter Jackson overwrought, over-budgeted mess of a trilogy. So if you're going to get somebody a Hobbit movie, get them the Rankin Bass. It's got Orson Bean as Bilbo, so how do you go wrong? Other media that I could suggest would be the Lord of the Rings trilogy soundtrack, which has, of course, not all of the music from the trilogy because that would be 12 hours of music, but it does have basically all the major themes and all that, so that's nice. And beyond that, you could go into video games, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm 
I haven't had time to video game nearly enough in the last several years, so I can't keep up. So I can't really make any recommendations there. But as far as other media, that wraps it up, except I will say one thing. There are also radio dramas out there. If you want a really, really true to the original story version, then especially if the person you're giving to has a lot of drive time, like a long commute to work or takes long trips, then a radio drama would be a pretty good way to do that. So there's more than one out there. There is one that stars Ian Holm, who played Bilbo, in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings as Frodo in the radio drama. So there's that. That's not the one that I grew up listening to. There's another version, but uh, who wouldn't want to see Ian Holm as both Frodo and Bilbo in their lifetime? So that's it for Tolkien in other media. Then, of course, we have collectibles. And by collectibles, I mean anything from the really expensive stuff behind me. I've got a dartboard from the Prancing Pony. I've got swords. I've got another sword. I've got more swords. These aren't the only swords that are out there. Uh, and then, of course, there's the rings themselves. You've got Aragorn's ring. You've got the One Ring. You've got the Elven Rings. There's all kinds of collectibles out there, and you can find them in multiple different places. I know the swords that I have, I got from the Noble Collection, and they don't have, I don't think, quite the same amount of stuff on, in stock as they did back when it was in its heyday. Uh, but you still can find some stuff there. There are other places that you can also find replica swords and that sort of thing. There's a lot of different stuff, and I don't want to get into detail as far as all of it. Bear in mind, a lot of these are quite expensive. I don't really want to tell you how much these were. I'll just say that they basically constituted my entire birthday and Christmas in a given year, and that's just one sword, so we'll just leave it at that. Uh, there are some really nice things out there. Some of them probably not so nice. Depends on who you buy from. But there are really nice collectibles out there. If your person likes swords, or you know, there's also a $500 chess set that the Noble Collection released, which I think is still out there in certain places. Too expensive for me, but if you've got somebody who has like a nice study and needs a good chess set and is a Lord of the Rings fan, hey, it adds some nice bit of decor to the room, I suppose. Uh, I'm not sure I'd ever trust myself to play with it, <laughs> but. There are lots of collectibles out there, again, kind of too much to go into in detail, so I'll just kind of leave it there. And then, finally, let's move into one last topic, which I'll just kind of slide into that. Games. There are lots of games, and I mean games for any taste. There are lots of games out there for Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, if you have somebody who likes the standard run-of-mill stuff, Monopoly and Risk, there are Lord of the Rings versions of both there are trivia games for both fans of the movies and fans for the books. There is a Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit, which is more movie-oriented, and there is the actual Lord of the Rings Trivia game, which is actually oriented toward the more book-favored of, of people who might be getting gifts from you. I've actually done a review of the Lord of the Rings Trivia game. I'll link to that video in the description. Uh, if you have somebody who, if you have a lot of people who know the books, then that's really good. The only downside to the Trivial Pursuit version is if you've seen the movies but not seen all of the appendices material in the extended edition, you, it's kind of like, you know, you always have that one category in Trivial Pursuit that nobody at the table knows. That's it. 
because um, they have a lot of questions from that in that one category. So unless you actually have the extended editions and have watched the appendices, there's going to be a lot of really behind-the-scenes trivia that you just won't know. But if you love the books and you've read the books, the Lord of the Rings trivia game will not throw anything your way that you shouldn't already know. So that, you know, you can go either way just depending on the knowledge base of who you're giving to and their friend group. Uh, there's also other games out there that are a little more oriented toward the hardcore gamer. There's The War of the Ring, which is one of the most hardcore games out there, but it's also very highly rated. You can go to BoardGameGeek.com, and they have a rating of, like, all the board games. And I mean all the board games. Stuff you've never heard of. And it ranks pretty high, considering they have all the board games on the list. And if you go to specifically war board games, it ranks very high. It is a complicated game with a long set of rules and it lasts a long time. Like if you don't like playing Monopoly because it lasts too long, maybe stay away from War of the Ring. But if you want an epic game with a lot and you don't mind a lot of rules, great one to go get. And it's one that I am going to eventually do a review on, just haven't gotten around to it. There are also two expansions for it. The Lords of Middle-Earth expansion has been out for a couple of years, I think, now. And the other one recently was released by Ares Games. It's the Warriors of Middle-Earth. Both can be kind of hard to find when these were released. Um, they're both based on a... This is expansions to the second edition, which is the one that you can actually find. The first edition kind of incorporated all of it at once, and that went out of print. Then the second edition came back, and... Every time they come out with anything new related to that, it kind of goes fast. So if you do manage to find it and you know that somebody would like it, grab it quick. Uh, and then there's slightly, on the less intense side, there's Lord of the Rings The Confrontation, which I've also reviewed here on the channel. I'll link to that. Um, it's a little less heavy on the theme, but it's uh, basically kind of like Stratego on a very small scale with pieces that move in very particular ways because each each piece is a different character. So it's it's an interesting, it's a lot shorter, it's a lot simpler, but it does have enough of a Lord of the Rings theme to it that it's interesting and it does make for a good, fairly quick two-player game. So that's pretty much the gift-giving guide that I'm going to put out this year. There's some other stuff coming out in the near future that I may do another video like this next year because there will be more stuff. But for now, this pretty much covers a lot of the Tolkien universe and should give you some pretty good ideas of what to look for. And of course, if you're still at a loss because your Tolkien fan has everything, you can always Google. Just kind of look around. There's all kinds of stuff out there. There's just tons and tons of material. Even if it's just a book about Tolkien by somebody else, might be worth looking into. So that's all for me for now. So let's just kind of call it quits and have a happy Yuletide. And until the next time, I'm the Tolkien Geek signing out for the Tolkien Lore Channel. Namadier.